Hey everyone, Donald Lowry here, and I'm the marketing director for Contra Radio Network. You know what helps me sleep well? Physical gold. Gold IRAs help people diversify. The best gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals, with thousands of happy customers. Learn why Americans get gold IRAs. Get Augusta's free guide. Text CONTRA to 68592. That's C-O-N-T-R-A to 68592. Or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Welcome to the Jeffers Brief, only on Contra Radio Network. Hello again, Intelligentsia. John Jeffers here on the Jeffers Brief. Welcome to another informative episode that you need. Broadcasting from the Augusta Precious Metals Studio. This is the Jeffers Brief, only on Contra Radio Network. It is, my friends. It is. Welcome, Intelligentsia. Glad you're here. Where do we start? We we got a lot to talk about. No, so much time. You know how 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 bad has it become in America? I mean. I think it's time we ask ourselves a question. We need an honest, it's an honest question. We need an honest answer. The question is, are you willing to accept that answer, whether or not you like it? I don't know. But you're the intelligentsia. So let's do this. So can you imagine, this is from uh, uh, theeconomiccollapse.com. I like it. Wanted to share it with you. Hmm. So can you imagine what terrorists must think when they come to this country. They spend a lot of money to fly all the way over here, and they are hoping to have an amazing experiences that they will always remember. But instead, they quickly realize that the cities that they have come to see are rapidly degenerating. Today, our major cities are filthy. They are teeming with predators, and violent crime is completely out of control. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. You know it. We're going to hammer them right off the bat. New York City. Financial capital of the world. Millions of tourists still visit each year. But now the Big Apple has such an enormous rat problem. And and we're not talking about the politicians and the Democrats. No. That rat tourism is fast becoming a boom industry. So, you know, as the city grapples with a major rat problem. Sightings doubled last year, prompting the mayor to advertise for for a somewhat bloodthirsty head rat catcher in December. The rodent issue is, according to some, New York's latest must-experience trend. That's how messed up those people are. So as visitors to New York demand rat action, some of the city's tour guides have started to add stops at notoriously infested sites. And that's what the New York Post has reported. So what it means is that rat tourism is fast becoming a boom industry. So one study concluded there are about 3 million rats in the New York City today. Now, are we discussing the animal or Democrat voters? I don't know. And with each passing day, the population grows even larger. The East Coast may have rats, but if you really want to have an experience with the crime wave that's sweeping across America, the best place to do that is the West Coast. Now, some tourists from Malta recently found out the hard way when they visited a beach in the San Francisco area. They had all their possessions stolen from their vehicles just within 10 minutes, and that included their passports. Now, their second day in San Francisco, a group of tourists from Malta contemplated cutting their trip short and returning to Europe after a brazen smash and grab that occurred in broad daylight. So... Another group from Europe was able to top that. They had all their position, all their possessions stolen from the vehicle within five minutes. First group, 10. They set a new record by five minutes. Same beach, another European family enjoying a day by the ocean fell prey to a car break-in. Now, shocking footage captured by Maddie Lopez on Instagram and shared by journalist uh, Erizleti Pacheco, who documents robbery victims, 
revealed their car trunks vandalized with shattered glass scattered all around them all across the ground. The man recording the video questions the tourists. So what happens? You went to the beach for five minutes? The response is disheartening. They took everything we had. Passports, cameras, phones, iPads, laptops, luggage, everything. Do we like it or not? This is our country now. Once upon a time, Beverly Hills was world famous for the luxury retailers that lined Wilshire Boulevard. But now many of those iconic retailers have shut down permanently due to rising crime. A new video documenting the growing number of high-profile stores in Beverly Hills that have closed recently places renewed emphasis on the crisis facing the retail sector in most major cities. The video, posted by an account called Cody90210, shows some 11 popular Beverly Hills retail shops now entirely shuttered, including the iconic former Barney's location, Brooks Brothers, All Saints, and the high-end women's fashion boutique Escadada. Both Escadada and Barney's filed for bankruptcy in recent years. Shops closed, which also include convenience retailers like Rite Aid and Chipotle. And even popular workout class option SoulCycle have shuttered their doors on Wilshire Boulevard, leaving the area bereft of its formal appeal. Their sad decline marks a departure from the area's lengthy heyday, which even saw band Weezer pen a song with the lyrics, Beverly Hills, that's where I want to be. I don't know why anyone would want to live in Southern California at this point. I came across a story about a street vendor in South Los Angeles that was viciously assaulted by a group of thugs in broad daylight in front of his eight-year-old special needs daughter. They stole all his money in South Los Angeles, and that was reported by KTLA-TV. These criminals have no respect for anyone or anything. They just want to take what you have. Now, of course, this doesn't is this isn't just you know a, a West Coast phenomenon. In D.C., carjackies are up more than 100 percent so far this year. They had a staggering 670 carjackings in 2023 so far, and that represents a 100 percent plus increase in the offense across the U.S. capital compared to the same period last year. Now the city's Democrat-dominated city council, however, remains on vacation until September 15th and has shown no signs of trying to return early to solve the matter. You know why? Because they can't. They have no ideas. They don't know what the hell they're doing. They do know, however, how to repeat Democrat talking points and have the media drool and slobber all over them. That they like. So, in 2018... There were 140 carjackings, jumping to 360 by 2020, with a total of 485 in 2022. Now, the city has also seen a 113% increase in carjackings involving a firearm compared to 2022, a total of 513 incidents involving a gun. That represents 77% of all D.C. carjackings. Only 157 incidents did not involve a firearm. Oh, and if you live in Baltimore, it's even worse. You know, you have one young mother in the city that recently spoke to uh, Fox 45 News is deeply frustrated because she can't seem to find a way to keep her 14-year-old daughter from stealing cars. I got an idea. You beat their ass. There you go. As another school year begins, a Baltimore mom isn't scheduling after-school activities for her 14-year-old daughter. Instead, she's scheduling court appearances. And trying to figure out what, if anything, will get her daughter to stop stealing cars and follow the rules of her home detention. Ray spoke with Fox 45 News about her 14-year-old daughter on the condition of not using her last name because the daughter, I'm sure, has humiliated and embarrassed her mother to no end, or showing her face on camera. In return, Ray spoke candidly about her daughter's behavior, experience with the police and the Department of Juvenile Services. Now, apparently this 14-year-old 14-year-old girl is really good at stealing vehicles, and authorities refuse to keep her locked up because she is not an adult. Hopefully, she will find a way to turn her life around. But the reality of the matter is that there are millions of others just like her. Our cities are being overwhelmed by hordes of young people that are totally out of control, and meanwhile, police departments are shrinking. In fact, some small towns, and this is true, 
have eliminated their police departments entirely because it has become so difficult to find people that are willing to serve in this environment. America is in the midst of a police officer shortage that many law enforcement blame on the twofold morale hit of 2020. The coronavirus pandemic and the criticism of police that boiled over with the murder of George Floyd by a police officer. So from Minnesota to Maine, Ohio to Texas, small towns unable to fill jobs are eliminating their police departments and turning uh, their police work over to their county sheriff or a neighboring town or state police. Now, what you don't understand is this, my friends. When they do that, those small towns have to pay those other jurisdictions for their use, whether it's to the county or another town or to the state to provide those services. It's not free. So what is going to happen if the number of police continues to shrink, but the number of criminals continues to rise? Well, if you're a Democrat, you will never figure it out. For the rest of us, we all know the answer to that question. So great chaos is coming to this country, and it isn't going to be pretty. Our society has been trending the wrong way for a long time, and now, now we have reached a major tripping point. It's true. You know it, I know it. I don't know what else we mm-hmm. No, that's it. Here we go. For the past nine years, you've been listening to John Jeffers talk about prepping, politics, and anything he thought you should know about. Hello, I'm Sydney Jeffers, and John is my dad. You know, some people will take the chance to unlock infinite possibilities to change their future. Some will not even try at all. Which one are you? You see, my dad started selling data storage for people. He thinks being a prepper means backing up and saving all your data on your computers and cell phones. Being prepared means not just on the lookout for a disaster coming your way, but for everyday life. It's a fact that people have had their hard drives crash, computer and phones stolen, even lost or damaged. There are lots of companies offering to store and save your data, and they mean to charge you a pretty penny for it too. But with Got Backup, you only pay $9.97 a month for six terabytes of storage. My dad says that this is the best value in the industry. So you owe it to yourself to be his customer. Don't be the person who waits until it's too late when you've lost all of your important pictures, videos, music, paperwork, and data, and say to yourself, I should have turned the key and got backup. So, Intelligentsia, the question remains, which person are you going to be? Go to www.john-jeffers.com. Again, www.john-jeffers.com. And be my dad's customer. You'll be glad when that day comes. Oh, and you won't be sorry because then you have all your data back on your new device. All right. Um, ask a prepper. You know what? Here, we're going to ask this. How about eight nuclear attack myths that you should stop believing? Rich M., good job, my friend. You know, the threat of nuclear war is still very real. You know it. I know it. And while we aren't living under the same threat anxiety of the Cold War, some of the bad actor nation states we have in the world today might actually be making, you know, be making the risk of nuclear war even greater. At least during the Cold War, we had stability, with neither side wanting to destroy the world. Now, we can't say that with any sense of security when talking about North Korea or Iran, and since Russia invaded Ukraine. Putin has been acting like he'd like nothing better than to escalate that war into a nuclear one. There is always going to be the risk of nuclear war as long as nuclear weapons exist. Now, while some think they can be negotiated out of existence, that's not going to happen as long as countries like China are increasing their nuclear arsenal. All it would take is one national leader and a growing number of countries to start lobbying nukes for the world to experience something much worse than Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Now, most people have seen the pictures of Nagasaki and Hiroshima as they are commonly used to show the dangers of nuclear war as well as the supposed risk of nuclear power plants. 
but the message that is conveyed by those pictures isn't totally true. While some nuclear bombs are the most devastating weapons in existence, there are others which are much less powerful, which would cause much less damage. Now, in order to be properly prepared for the possibility of a nuclear attack, we need an accurate picture of the damage those weapons can cause. And that's considerably different than the one we've been told. Not everyone was killed in Nagasaki or Hiroshima. You know what? Yes, that is. Well, that's true. That's true. Where is it? Where is it? I can't find it now. That's what I need. It. Yeah, I really need somebody to come here. Oh, man. Uh, it never needs. I would love to have something to do. You know, sometimes I see these things, it's like, ah, where is it? Now I'm going crazy because now I have to find it. It would be nice to have. Nope, that's wrong. Oh, well. No. Do I even start out? I don't think I even have it. I was, was going to run it. Eh. Every once in a while, I think I need. I'd love to have somebody that can come and do the sound effects for me but sorry i'm trying to do it on the run i've always been on the run so i don't want what am i gonna do uh. ah here you go i found it here you go you're gonna love it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, damn it. Is there some... You are being conned on a level unprecedented in human history. You hear that? There you go. You are being conned on a level unprecedented in human history. And that's true. I would we are being conned on a level unprecedented in human history. Think about it. If you think about it, yeah. All right. So to start with, let's get back to it. You know, to start with, we need to go back to the beginning. Uh, that's the two nuclear weapons are dropped on Nagasaki and Hiroshima. It leads to the end of World War II. Now, while the pictures show utter devastations, those pictures were taken fairly close to Ground Zero, where the worst damage occurred. Now, people who were near Ground Zero died, but the entire population of those cities weren't killed. Rather, about a quarter of the population died, with another quarter of the population being injured. That's still a horrific number of people, no doubt, no argument. And the most that have ever been killed in any single weapon. With today's nuclear weapons being much larger, they would kill even more people, but more people survive. To survive a nuclear explosion. Chances are pretty high that you will survive a nuclear explosion. Of course, how high your personal chances are depends largely on where you live and work and what you're doing at that particular moment. Geographic location. So the closer you are to a nuclear explosion, the greater the effect it will have. If we assume that the nuclear bombs are targeted on major cities and military installations, then people living in the center of the city or near military bases will likely be killed, while people living in the suburbs will likely survive. So if a 150 kiloton nuclear weapon was dropped on a major city, 
the moderate blast damage ring would extend 3.7 kilometers from ground zero. This would cause most residential buildings within this radius to collapse, with most people being injured and deaths being widespread. Now the thermal radiation radius, which is hot enough to cause third degree burns, would extend to 5.2 kilometers. The light blast damage radius would extend 10.5 kilometers. Within this range, windows are gonna shatter. Buildings would survive, but possibly with some minor damage. Most injuries will be caused by things flying through the air, including the shards of broken glass. Now, Russian nukes aren't all targeted at cities. Now, back during the Cold War, the concept that was that that was used to keep the peace was known was known as mutually assured destruction. Mad. The basic idea was that nobody would start a war knowing that their own country would be destroyed. Now, this gave rise to the common misunderstanding that Soviets all aimed at our major cities with the intent of destroying the civilian population. Now, while there are undoubtedly some nukes, some nukes are targeted at D.C., New York, Denver, Los Angeles, and other major cities, the vast majority of them were targeted at military significant targets, not civilian populations. Even those that were targeted at population centers were probably targeted at military targets that were in or near those cities. Intentionally killing civilians is not against the Geneva Convention, but it is not an effective war-fighting strategy. A nuclear war wouldn't leave us without a government. Now, many Cold War movies, imagining a nuclear war would be like the United States is left without a functioning government. Let me ask you something. Before we go any further, I want to tell you something. There's 535 con artists, grief, grifters, and thieves in Washington, D.C., sitting in Congress. And, right? and when I say Congress, I'm talking about the House and I'm talking about the Senate. They would all love to jump because, first of all, they would love to jump at the chance to be queen for the day. They would love it, and they would do it. Fact, you know, we go back to this is a highly unlikely. DC and some state capitals will be targeted, and that's destroying the seats of government. Our government is decentralized enough that the various departments of both federal and state governments would still function. Our federal government has long had plans to evacuate the president, cabinet, Congress, Supreme Court, and other high level officials in the case of nuclear war. Now, while those plans will probably not go out without a hitch, and some people won't make it, Enough of our federal government's top leaders would remain to ensure continuity of government, COG. Now, atom bombs don't vaporize people. There is a common image of nuclear explosion vaporizing people, buildings, and everything else they encounter. It's just not true. Nuclear bombs destroy through a combination of the blast wave we can think of as high wind, heat, and radiation. The intense heat will burn things rapidly and the blast wave will tear things apart, giving the impression of vaporizing. But it's not actually vaporizing as to the definition of the word. Potassium iodine doesn't protect you from radiation. It's been touted as being able to protect those who take it from radiation sickness. That's not the same as protecting us from radiation itself. Rather, it's a very specific protection against the possibility of radioactive iodine getting into the thyroid gland, causing radiation sickness. Potassium iodine is absorbed by the thyroid gland, filling the places where radioiodine would become trapped. In doing this, it protects it from this specific threat, but no other. All food and water won't be radioactively contaminated. There are two types of radioactive risk that we will face with any nuclear detonation, direct radiation and fallout. Fallout is the dust from the explosion. That radioactive material has attached itself to making the dust radioactive. The classic mushroom cloud associated with the nuclear explosion is this radioactively contaminated dust just being sucked into the upper atmosphere. There, it is subject to prevailing winds, which could blow it far from ground zero as it falls to the earth. The radiation may contaminate whatever it comes in contact with. 
can cause significant danger, both from the radiation from the fallout attack in our bodies and from the radiation contaminating farms and water sources. The big problem is that there is no way of visibly telling whether our food and water is contaminated. However, can't tell if our food and water are potentially potentially contaminated through the use of a Geiger counter, which I have a couple. Something that should be part of your survival gear. If it's not, get one. They're not that expensive. Your home can't protect you from a nuclear explosion. Well, depends on where you're living and what kind of residence you have. People living outside the blast zone don't really have to worry about the direct damage caused by the nuclear explosion. But they may have to worry about nuclear fallout. Good idea to gain an understanding of the prevailing winds where you live, along with potential targets that might be in your area. Like for example, where I live, Great Lakes Naval Base is on the, the other side of the county, on the shores of Lake Michigan. That's about 15 to 20 miles from where I am, so there. Just putting it out there. So, once you understand gain or at least you can start to gain an understanding of prevailing winds and where you live along with potential targets that might be in your area that will give you the ability to predict where the highest fallout areas will be at least to some extent now since the amount of radioactive material actually attached to any particular piece of fallout is minuscule the amount of radiation it puts off is small as well that radiation will be broken down and broken down into alpha and beta car particles gamma rays, and x-rays. Your home is adequate protection for the alpha and beta particle, which should be able to get through the home, your home's walls and ceilings. Gamma and x-rays, on the other hand, will penetrate your home as well as anything inside your home. However, there shouldn't be enough of it to cause you any harm. It should be noted that going down into your basement isn't really going to provide you with any additional protection from gamma and x-rays. On the other hand, if you live close to the city, within what could be considered to be moderate and especially light blast damage zones, being in the basement during the explosion itself can protect you from radiation, blast, and heat, especially if you're up against the wall of the basement facing the explosion. Go. There you go. Now there you go. Just eight nuclear attackness that we should stop. There you go. Put it out there. Believe it. Don't believe it. Do something with it. Don't do something with it. That's your business, not mine. Not mine. All right. You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing and I decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? And gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. They have thousands of happy customers, and they are absolute best. They are amazing. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of their retirement portfolios. You need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious about this. So text CONTRA to 68592. Again, text C-O-N-T-R-A to 68592. CONTRA to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com Broadcasting from the Augusta Precious Metals Studio This is the Jeffers Brief Only From the DMZ to the NATO front This is CRN Democrat Mayor Eric Adams has finally admitted that illegal immigration will destroy his city because he says New York City is facing a crisis like never before. According to Democrat Mayor Eric Adams, and they brought it on entirely on themselves. 
since declaring itself a sanctuary city. That's right, Mr. Powers. New York City has been hammered by an unthinkable amount of illegal immigrants, which, thanks to Joe Biden, have been flowing freely across the border for the last three years. The streets are now lined with thousands of illegals that the city has no solution for, and a defeated Mayor Adams is admitting, is admitting that leftist policies have failed. An oppressor, Adams said that the city has seen an influx of more than 110,000 illegals just since the spring of last year. If this pace continues, the city will be completely destroyed, the Democrat mayor warns. Quote, let me tell you something, New Yorkers. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. These migrants have been coming from all over the world thanks to an open southern border, and there's no telling how dangerous these migrants could actually be. As a matter of fact, uh, Channel 9 here in Chicago is reporting because the mayor has been, get this, they've been uh, letting the migrants, their illegal migrants, been shipped up from Texas and where all, in Arizona and all the other places, and Florida. They have been letting them stay at the uh, local police precincts. Well, those immigrants have been stealing the police radios and other things. Brilliant. So it's going to come to your neighborhoods. All of us are going to get impacted by this, Adam said. I said it last year when we had 15,000. I'm telling you now with 110,000. The city we knew, we're about to lose. So now they're starting to admit the truth. And it's too late. Too late. Patriotic viral news. I like What a good bad. Now, apparently, it is reported, and I don't know how true this is, my friends. I'm just putting it out there. So you can, uh, you can get really pissed off about it. At a time when Americans are finding it near impossible to make ends meet, the Biden regime has once again decided to prioritize illegal immigrants, giving them $2,200 taxpayer dollars per month for breaking the law and sneaking into the country. In an interview with senior national security fellow Todd Benson, a Border Patrol official revealed that Biden and company have been allocating $2,200 per month to illegal families to help them handle the cost of living expenses. To make matters worse, the system is so flawed that illegal immigrants have found a way to cheat it and are double-dipping to take more money from the American taxpayer. One parent and one child receive $2,200 per month. Then a separate parent and child from the same family receive another $2,200 per month. This means that illegal families are raking in as much as $4,400 per month thanks to Joe Biden, a number that exceeds what many hardworking Americans are earning. But it gets worse. Illegals in Biden's America are just not getting checks. They're being given housing, food, free medical services, even a ticket to a destination of their choice within the United States. Oh, I go to Martha's Vineyard. love watching movies without... Meanwhile, the average Social Security payout is just $1,400 per month, and the Biden regime promised survivors of the Maui, fire, of the Maui fires a whopping $700 per household. It's never been more clear than it is now. Joe Biden and his team hate Americans and love foreign invaders. It's true. There's nothing we can say about it. I don't know what to tell you guys. I don't. Ah, I need a break. You know, I've always had a thing by Burt Backrack anyway. I like Burt Backrack.
you or someone you know ever had a hard drive crash? Or maybe your cell phone or tablet died, taking all of your pictures with it. You've thought about backing up your data, but all of the plans out there cost too much money for just a little bit of storage space. Well, now there's a solution. Got backup? That's right, Got Backup will allow you to back up unlimited devices, up to six terabytes of data for only $9.97 a month. And that's not all. You can earn commissions by referring friends and family too. Got Backup is the only data storage center that allows you to earn income on your referrals. Check out Got Backup now. Log on to john-jeffers.com. That's john-jeffers.com. Log on now. Broadcasting from the Augusta Precious Metals Studio, this is the Jeffers Brief, only on Contra Radio Network. You know, Intelligentsia, I'm not sure whether you're aware of it or not, but desperate Democrats are trying to keep Donald Trump off the ballot in 2024. I have never, ever, ever seen so many people, so many indictments, from various levels of government against one individual over the same issue. Ridiculously stupid. So in a pivot that wasn't really unexpected, the Republican and Democratic Uniparty is trying to keep Donald Trump off the ballot in 2024 primary. And they are protecting our democracy by ensuring that we only get to vote for candidates that they choose for us, or something like that. You know, the logic behind the latest total panic move by the establishment is that Trump can be kept off the ballot in 2024 because he engaged in a seditious and most foul insurrection against the U.S. government in 2020. It says that this can happen in the 14th Amendment. There's just one tiny little problem with this legal theory. Donald Trump has never been found guilty of seditious conspiracy, insurrection, or even jaywalking. He gave a political speech on January 6th and told his followers to, quote, peacefully and patriotically, end quote, make their voices heard at the U.S. Capitol. It was the Department of Defense, the FBI, and the CIA that used Ukrainian spies and Fed provocateurs to start a mostly peaceful riot that day. Plus, Trump was impeached for insurrection. During his impeachment trial in the Senate, he was completely exonerated of charges against him. So how exactly do they plan to disqualify him from insurrection when he has literally been found innocent of insurrection. 
Well, wow. Here, here's Mark Dice, comedian Mark Dice. He's so much deserved scorn upon the establishment crooks for his latest plan to prevent Trump from winning in 2024. Here, listen to this. Aside from trying to throw Donald Trump in prison to prevent him from becoming president again, Democrats are also trying to have his name removed from the ballot in key swing states to deprive the American people of the opportunity, the right to vote for the leading candidate in the Republican Party. But the Democrats are the ones who are trying to protect our democracy, remember. Activists want to disqualify Trump from ballot in key states under the 14th Amendment. Donald Trump is no longer eligible to the office of the presidency or any other state or federal office covered by the Constitution. One of the people who's been working on this issue, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, Noah Bookbinder, President and CEO of Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, or CREW, and he joins me now. He's ethical and responsible, don't you know? It's in the name of his organization as he works to undermine our democracy and deprive half the American voters of their right to pick the candidate that they want to be president. This from the Washington Compost. Trump team prepares to fight efforts to block him from ballots over January 6th. Attorneys for two nonprofits plan to argue that the U.S. Constitution bars Trump from office because he engaged in an insurrection during the mostly peaceful protest at the U.S. Capitol. I'm sorry, but insurrection and sedition are crimes on the books, neither of which Donald Trump has been charged with. There's plenty more to come to this video, so stay tuned, but I'm sure everybody wants to know, and yes, my Wanted for President 2024 shirts have been updated with the official Trump mugshot, so order yours from workdice.com. Click the link in the description below. Everybody's selling the Trump mugshot shirts now, but you gotta admit, this is by far the best design. This from just a few days ago, Trump can be removed from ballots starting in Georgia. Conservative scholars, <laughs> rhino scholars, say the 14th Amendment has disqualified him from election. And a trial isn't necessary. Yes, in America now you're guilty until proven innocent. There is a full court press to do this now since his poll numbers keep going up with each indictment and the Republican Party still hasn't turned their back on him as a whole. Maybe a few, like the Adam Kinzingers, but as a whole, they're still behind him, with the exception of the leadership, Mitch McConnell. But you get the point. This from the Maryland Daily Record, a newspaper since 1888. Your trusted source, they say, of business, legal, and government news. Trump should be kept off the ballot. The Maryland State Board of Elections is obligated under the Constitution to refuse to list Donald Trump on the Republican presidential primary ballot. The same with the general election, should Trump be the unlawfully designated nominee of that party. Thankfully, legal scholars who haven't come down with Trump derangement syndrome all say that this tactic has little to no chance of succeeding. And they actually tried it in the last election, where they tried to get numerous swing states to pass laws that would prevent a candidate's name from being on the ballot if they didn't release their tax returns to the general public. And look at how they got their hopes up even back then. This is from March of 2019. Trump could be left off some states' ballots in 2020 if these bills become law. <laughs> well, not a single one did. The state efforts to keep Trump off the 2020 ballot, most people forgot that... Even back then, the Democrats were openly trying to undermine our democracy. And the Republican establishment, the never-Trumpers and the never-again-Trumpers are extremely concerned that Ron DeSantis' campaign has completely stalled out. And Vivek Ramaswamy was the surprise victor in the debate last week. Here's one of CNN's token Republicans who gets paid to pretend to defend the Republican Party while sitting amongst a den of wolves. Scott Jennings, let me start with you and kind of get your overall takeaway of let's just start with the debate. Yeah, um, you know, my initial reaction was sort of centered on Ramaswamy because of, you know, how much he dominated the attention. And crushed everybody else with his quite articulate and brilliant arguments, I must say. Uh, after the debate, but after 24 hours of thinking about it, I really think DeSantis actually may have come out as the winner. He made no mistakes. He got the memo, stop pumping up Ramaswamy. And according to a Fox News poll in 2020, 91% of black voters voted for Joe Biden, 8% for Donald Trump. 
And a current poll shows only 61% of black voters support Joe Biden, 20% support Donald Trump. And Donald Trump actually got more black vote in 2020 than he did in 2016, despite four years of the liberal media industrial complex trying to paint him as a racist nonstop. Even the Clown News Network statistician is panicking because Donald Trump is polling better now than he was against Joe Biden back in 2020. If you go back at where we were at this point four years ago, Joe Biden's lead was high single digits to low double digits. This is significantly closer than where we were four years ago. So this idea that Donald Trump can't win the general election, I want you to lose that idea. This race is very, very close. And Donald Trump is polling better right now than basically at any point during the entire 2020 After cycle. four indictments. After four indictments. It just doesn't really matter. seem to matter. That's fascinating. It's not just fascinating, it's fabulous. Just like my new and improved Wanted for President shirt, now with the official mugshot of Donald Trump, available at markdice.com or click the link in the description below. I also made this one if it's more your style, so head on over to markdace.com or click the link in the description below and check them out. Well, there you have it. All right. So let's take three takeaways from the Fulton County Grand Jury's Trump indictment report. Important things here. Uh, the Fulton County Special Grand Jury, which was established last year to hear evidence related to Georgia's 2020 election, released its full report of the case on Friday after previously only releasing a portion of it publicly. The report revealed that the grand jury had recommended charges against high-profile figures in Georgia who were not named in District Attorney Bonnie Willis's indictment in August. The sweeping indictment ultimately charged 19 people, including President Trump, with felony racketeering violations over allegations they conspired to overturn the presidential election in Georgia. The grand jury's report gives some previously unknown behind-the-scenes details about the preliminary makings of the indictment. The jurors sought charges against Senator Lindsey Graham, Republican South Carolina. A vocal Trump supporter and former Georgia Republican Senators David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, both of whom ran for re-election in Georgia and narrowly lost in highly contentious Senate runoff races in January of 2021. Another grand jury wanted to charge according to this report, was Burt Jones, currently the lieutenant governor of Georgia, whom Willis was blocked by a judge from investigating after she fundraised on behalf of his Democratic challenger last year. A special prosecutor is now set to weigh charges against Jones in lieu of Willis. The report also showed uh, recommended charges against attorney Lynn Wood, who railed against alleged voter fraud in Georgia in the aftermath of the 2020 and suggested voters stay home for the runoffs instead of voting because of said fraud. So now we go after attorneys who we don't like. Now additional names include former Trump National Security Advisor General Flynn, attorney and former Trump Advisor Boris Epstein, and attorney Cleta Mitchell. The report also named most of the alternate electors, but some of them had reached immunity deals prior to Willis issuing the final indictment. Now, all but one juror believed that Trump should be indicted, according to the vote counts in the report. Willis charged Trump with 13 counts in total, which included, in addition to racketeering, making false statements, conspiring to commit impersonating a public officer, and conspiring to commit forgery. The report showed the grand jury was torn on charging others under investigation, for instance. It voted 13 in favor and 7 against, indicting Graham. It voted 14 in favor and 6 against, indicting Loeffler, who was eligible to vote in the U.S. Senate on certifying electoral college votes and therefore had an official purpose behind certain words and actions related to the election. Four jurors were opposed to indicting Purdue, who had left office days prior to the day of the Senate's certification vote. The biggest disagreement was found, however, in considering certain charges against alternate electors. The jurors were split nearly evenly on one particular charge, and three abstained from voting on that charge at all. That's what we know. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. We don't like them. So what we're going to do, we'll just... <coughs> yes, yes, yes. 
When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. When you've got woes, all the noise and the hurry seems to help. I know downtown. Just listen to the music and the traffic in the city. Donald Lowry here, and I'm the marketing director for Contra Radio Network. You know what helps me sleep well? Physical gold. Gold IRAs help people diversify. The best gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals, with thousands of happy customers. Learn why Americans get gold IRAs. Get Augusta's free guide. Text CONTRA to 68592. That's C-O-N-T-R-A to 68592. Or go to com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. You know, guys, you listeners out there, do me a favor. Go ahead and text it. All you're going to get is a link sent back to you. That's it. It would really help us out here at the Cotterado Network. If you would help our sponsor and just let them know that you are listening, that you do take, you know, you're listening to what we have to say, and that their money's not totally wasted. Hope it's not wasted at all. A whole bunch of you have opened accounts. So do me a favor. Do that, would you? Go ahead and text it. Thank you. I appreciate it. In case you forget, I'm going to tell you. It's uh, The number is 68592, and you put in the word Contra. That's it. All you got. Come on. Throw me a bone, man. Hurt me. Okay, a lot of you aren't going to like this next one, but I think there's also some uh, there's also some validity to it. It's an opinion piece from Restoring America, uh, Washington Examiner. And uh, the headline is, Unions Continue to Drain America's Economic Potential. Uh, James Rogan. Labor Day... Might have passed, but problems related to labor deserve sustained attention. Now, in 1894, manufacturing workers averaged 60 hours 
of work a week. Now the average work week is 34.4 hours. Currently, working conditions are rarely harsh and the typical worker enjoys unprecedented wealth. For over 95% of America's population, real poverty has been eradicated. At the same time, however, union membership is only 10.1% of the working population. Workers may profess to support unions, but few workers choose to join unions. Even fewer workers want to pay union dues, which are often used to promote liberal causes. That, my friends, is true. <clears throat> That is good for America. The facts show that an economy with strong labor unions is an economy that grows below potential. Contrast the national wealth of the wealthy countries of Europe, which have strong labor unions, with the national wealth of the United States. Now, unions might help small groups of workers maximize better pay, conditions, and benefits, but they reduce economic growth and raise the embedded rate of inflation. Consider, for example, how members of the Teamsters Union recently extracted monopoly power compensation increases from UPS Incorporated. A typical UPS worker who is a member of the Teamsters will soon be making $170,000 a year when benefits are included. So what they do is this, because the IRS is taxing, the, the taxes your benefit. So it's all the benefits they get plus their pay. That's medical, uh, their pension, all that gets taxed. Oh, yeah. But it's also part of the big package. So, similarly, uh, members of the West Coast Longshoremen's Union just ratified a new contract providing for a 30% pay craze over four years. The average dock worker who is a member of the union will be making almost $260,000 a year to operate forklifts and cranes not to haul cargo by physical labor. U.S. ports are among the most inefficient in the world economy. There's also an expectation of labor strikes at one or more of the Detroit uh, three vehicle manufacturers. Now, UAW want a 40% pay increase and a 32-hour work week. Vehicle assembly plants with unionized workers are almost 20% less productive than non-union vehicle plants and almost 40% less efficient than Tesla vehicle plants. Labor unions with economic power are monopolies. They reduce aggregate demand for labor. They reduce aggregate economic growth. The U.S. economy is a knowledge economy. Intellectual capital is the most valuable asset of the nation. Unions might be a continuing drain of the economy, but there is hope. The artificial intelligence revolution will increase the economic returns of intellectual capital. Now, that was written by James Rogan, a former U.S. Foreign Service officer who later worked in finance and law for 30 years. And he writes a daily note on finance and economy, politics, sociology, and criminal justice. Is he right? Do you agree with it? I'm curious what, what, what you think of it. I really am. Uh, well, let's see. Mm, I don't know. Well, my friends, because I don't know, I think we're pretty much at an end. Now, we are not at the Blessed News Network. I can't find our show there. We were told over and over again, yeah, we are, you're on, you're on, you're on. Now I can't get anybody to even answer my emails or my text messages when I ask them. Give me the link of where that show is supposed to be on Saturday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I haven't got an answer back. So until we do, don't listen to them. They can drop dead for all I care right now. I'm so angry about that. All right, until next week, I am John Jeffers. Thank you for listening to the Jeffers Brief right here on Contra Radio Network. We'll see you next week.